Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Andrew Kibi. Andrew works with St. Paul's Outreach here in Ohio and a couple different states around the country. Um, as we begin this conversation, let's uh, begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we give you thanks for this day and for this time together. Renew in our hearts that fire and that commitment to you. We ask this and we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Amen. welcome, Andrew. It's great to be here. It's, Thank you for having it's me. It's great to have you. Now, Andrew, as we start um, the series of conversations, um, this is the beginning of probably four or five of these, um, we always like to hear the story of how you encountered Christ of your own conversion. It kind of helps us to see the human face that each of us kind of have our own stories. And that we also know that this kind of witness of our own conversion is, is an important story that each of us has, has to be able to tell um, to others. So I, I thought maybe you could start off telling us how you came to know the Lord. Yeah, thank you. Again, it's, it's an honor to be here. And I'm... I'm really humbled to to share a little bit of my story of how I encountered Christ in a in a powerful and a personal way. I mean, I grew up in a a really big, beautiful Catholic family and a really strong faith community surrounded me and I everything was going right, but when I got into high school, a lot of that started eroding because I was just afraid to stand up for what I believed and I was afraid of really being alone? Would I be the only one who thought this way? And things eroded pretty quickly in impure relationships and getting into alcohol and the party scene. And it it just kind of kept building on. And, and I there's this story that I wanted to share with you. Right after I graduated high school, this is kind of at the point of where things got. One of my friends was leaving town with his family. They were going on vacation. And we, you know, the common problem of a high schooler is where are we going to party tonight? And some of us had the idea, let's party at this house where they weren't, where they were on vacation. And so I actually helped break into the house and we hosted parties there every night. And these parties kind of got started small and got bigger and bigger. And the day before they were going to come home, we, we kind of cleaned everything up and everything was spotless and we were perfect and it was going to be this joke. And that night, we were faced with the same problem. Where are we going to party? And we went back. Well, they came home early. And they came home while we were there. And, you know, it's one of these things you, you know, kind of see in a movie or something like, wow, everyone's running out of here. And I, I mean, again, as I'm sharing this, I'm just, I'm so ashamed. Uh, how, how could I do something like this to betray my family? But it, do, it it's, doesn't it speak to the the wages of sin or death? I mean, I was enslaved in selfishness that I would even do something like this to a family like like this. They came home, we all run, I'm I'm running, and I remember thinking to myself, why am I always running? I just always seem to be running, and I was running after all the wrong things for fulfillment, for satisfaction, but I wasn't fulfilled, I was empty. And it was here in this moment of kind of rock bottom, well, the next day was actually the rock bottom, because that's when... Um, we had left these disposable cameras at the house, so everybody's faces are on these cameras, and um, we're busted. And I'm thinking to myself, 
I have a future. I'm going to college. I want to play lacrosse. I want to do this. I want to do that. And the family forgave us. They didn't press charges. They just forgave us. And it was here when you see sin and death, and then you also see this kind of gospel forgiveness that that I experienced. And I was just blown away. How could anyone forgive me? It's a testament of the forgiveness of our Lord Jesus. And where where do you turn when you're at a place like this? That's kind of the next part of my story that I remembered a testimony a year before that, the summer before, um, a, a man I met on a mission trip, he was, he was really, you know, strong and confident, a great basketball player. He, was, he knew the movies that we watched. He knew the music that we were listening to. He was one of the mission trip leaders, and he was a firm Christian, but he was relevant to us. And he actually, over the course of two weeks, built a relationship with me. And one of the last nights, he shared his testimony with me. And even though I wasn't ready to, like, totally, you know, follow the Lord completely, that testimony just cut to the core and it never left. And it was here a year later, as I'm kind of like in the aftermath of my selfishness and the kind of darkness that I was in, that I said, I need to turn my life around. I need to turn my life around. And uh, a couple weeks later, I ended up moving to the inner city of Detroit, And I kind of made a bargain with God. I said, I've seen, you know, in that man on the mission trip, I've seen in my parents and some other Christians that you're you. I've seen joy. I've seen peace. I've seen fulfillment. And I'm not Mm -hmm. finding it right now. So I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to, I kind of made a bargain. Like if you're real God, then I'm going to live this school year. So it's 10 months in inner city Detroit, serving with um, a brotherhood, serving in a Christian school, serving with the missionaries of charity and if you're real, I'm going to know it by the end of these 10 months. Well, it didn't take that long. I mean, it was really, it wasn't, it wasn't months or even weeks. I mean, it really was days that I started, to, my, my, my life started opening up. It was like I'd been seen in black and white, and now I was seen in full color and high definition. And the sacraments were alive. I wanted the sacraments. I wanted to spend time with Christians. I wanted community. I wanted to pray. I was like reading scripture and it was like glowing. It was like personal. Like I, I could almost hear God speaking to me in the scripture and I wanted to serve. And it was, it was there within a couple of months. I mean, so this is all kind of like new and amazing and alive. And within a couple months, I was taking a walk once and I, I heard God speak to me as audibly as I've ever heard him. It was just very... In my in my heart, I heard him say, "Be a missionary," and that was the that was the next response he was inviting me to uh, that I that I heard there in Detroit, which you know later would come and you know now I'm a missionary. I didn't know exactly what that meant. I thought at that point as that that you you are a priest in Africa, you know, mm-hmm. a priest in the Amazon. That was what a missionary was as a Catholic, and it wasn't until I got to Ohio State that I saw there's mission field here. But I am just so grateful for the way that the Lord was patient with me through my slavery and he freed me through my darkness he brought me light and and here I am I'm so grateful to to share that story with you here beautiful if you're tuning in this is conversations on discipleship and I'm your host father Adam Streitenberger with me today is Andrew Kibbe and we've been discussing his conversion story how he came to know Christ um 
You know, it, a couple interesting things that um, it seems to me kind of um, flow from, from your own story, your own conversion is, you know, the idea that you heard that speaker like a year before this incident and how the Lord plants a seed, but yeah, but it's not until a little later that it that it'll blossom or when it's most needed, you know, like seemed like your heart had to be broken almost in order for this, this seed to grow. Absolutely. It was, I mean, I remember the moment when he was sharing the testimony, there was something kind of happening in me. Mm -hmm. It was burning a little bit and, and I wanted to respond, but there was just so much pulling me back. And so, you know, the, the minute the plane lands back in Columbus, Ohio, it's kind of back in, the, the, the world and the lifestyle that I had. I mean, even being on this mission trip, this is one of these things that when we're generous, when we're serving the poor, when we're serving others, it, it, it unlocks something. And my, my heart had been unlocked enough for that testimony to, to reach a deep place where I was almost ready to respond. But then that testimony has to be um, connected with something else. We have to, you know, so I'm, I say that just let's never underestimate the power of our words and how the Holy Spirit can work even later. But then we also have to look for opportunities to look for an Andrew Kibi mm-hmm. who has something burning in his heart and isn't ready to respond yet. We need to love him and meet him there. Yeah. The, um, I, then also, you know, as, as your, your conversion, so then you went on this trip up to Detroit to work um, do some, it was, it sounds like a inner city mission kind of work. That's right. Um, Youth Works Detroit. Yes. And, and that's where it really kind of unfolded then, um, to kind of that we hear this, you know, maybe the proclamation of the gospel, which you did through that witness, you know, there's the point of, of, of our heart needing the gospel, which also has to be there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part where we kind of let it flesh out where you encountered Christ himself, you know, where you saw his realness and, and, and his presence in your life. And that idea then of proclamation of a, of a needy heart and then the encounter, it's almost like a, f- a, f- a formula there. Um, Absolutely. You know, there's, so absolutely, there's someone who had the boldness and through the power of the Holy Spirit proclaimed it, and that was that place of need that I was in that then and later that I remembered it. And then, yeah, it's this unfolding. It needs to come to maturity. And I was in the kind of context where it could happen, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just a short-lived thing. It could be a, a lifelong decision because I, I really met, I really encountered the living Jesus. I was ready to see him as he is in our in our church. It's interesting to the um, the strung outness of of our conversion, of our encounter of Christ. How it, you know, it a year, a year and a half, two years. It goes to remind us um, one of the need of perseverance, but also that you know con- conversion is a long and it's an ongoing kind of process. Well, excellent. Well, let's end with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for your wonderful working in the life of Andrew. We ask that you inspire in our hearts a deeper conversion. We ask, O Lord, that you bless those in need of um, a deeper conversion, maybe those who have reached rock bottom, um, that they might come to know you in a powerful and in a loving, merciful way. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
This has been Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Until next time, peace and all good.